What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Um, hope everybody's having a tremendous day. Before I get into today's episode, um, if you or a loved one is struggling and needs help immediately, you can always contact my number. That number is 203-917-8862. 203-917-8862. So something I want to talk about today <clears throat> is um, is HALT, which is an acronym that is a tool that can be, be very beneficial uh, as far as diagnosing why it is that you want to use. Sometimes we get cravings, we get urges, and we can't understand why. And if we simmer on it and it just continues to stew and stew and we don't have um, the proper tools to handle this, uh, usually the cravings and the urges just get too much. And, and this is when people cave and this is when people relapse. So this acronym HALT is a very simple tool. It's simply, it stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired HALT. And the reason why this tool is effective is because basically when you want to relapse or you want to use, you want to get high, a lot of times it's simply one of these four things. You might be hungry. You might be angry. You might be pissed off about something. You could be lonely if you don't have anybody to talk to or, or uh, you're isolating. And you could be tired. And honestly, this tool is very... Um, like I said, it's very simple but very effective because if you can at least diagnose why you're feeling a certain way, because there's always reasons why we want to get high, right? So if you could have a little tool to be able to diagnose the feelings, the emotions behind that, you can address them properly. The getting high part is is comes it's the solution to one of our problems. That's basically what it is. It's not so much that the drugs and the alcohol is our problem, which of course we all know it gets out of hand and it is a problem. But but the point that I'm trying to make here is that there's something going on beneath the surface. So um, a lot of times, like for me, when I was using, anger was a huge one for me. Anger was a was like the engine behind a lot of my using. I was very uh, angry as, as a, when I was younger, man, I just could not control my anger problems and little things really set me off and really pissed me off. And so um, that was something that I really needed to work on. And, um, and we can try to coast by and not handle the root of the problem, the issue is, is that it always pops its head up sooner or later. It's it's kind of like a lot of people say, well, listen, what's the key? What's the key to getting sober? You know, can I just, can I just stay busy? It's like, yeah, sure. I mean, that's a part of it, right? You, you, you got to stay busy. You got to be active. But there's so much more to it than that. It's not just about staying busy. It's about becoming comfortable with who you are, you know, um, 
and being okay with certain emotions that come over you when you get angry over something. Maybe when you do feel lonely, right? Because all of these feelings are, are uh, valid and they're natural and they're normal. The issue for us is we end up getting high when certain things happen to us, you know, or we start to feel certain things. And this lands us in trouble because I, I will chase that high. I will chase that bag into the gates of hell, dude. You know, that's how I, that's how I am. That's how my addictive personality is. And, um, we fall into this trap of this instant gratification. And the problem with instant gratification, which we aren't really aware of in the beginning, is that it's a long-term, it's long-term suffering. You know, anything that comes instant and quickly without, without work usually ends pretty badly, you know? So, um, before I get off too far into left field on a tangent, um, Halt is a very helpful tool to figure out, well, what the hell is going on with me right now? Let's say you're in the middle of your day and you start to get a craving. You start to get an urge. And, uh, and you can't really figure out why. Maybe it's a simple fact that you're hungry. <clears throat> sounds simple, right? It sounds, it sounds stupid, but it's so true. Like when I'm hungry... I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure I'm also speaking for a lot of people. When I'm hungry, get the hell out of my way. <laughs> you don't want to like, you don't even want to come near me, man. When when uh, I when I don't have some food in me and and uh, I'm cranky, man. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to focus on any type of work or. Uh, any type of problems that come my way, I, I want. I need to eat, man. If I need to focus on my shit, I, I, I need to get some food in me. And uh, this alone can really cause people to make stupid, irrational decisions. Because when you're not satisfied and and you're uh, and you get short with people quickly things can really escalate. So sometimes, man, you just got to take a step back and, and put some food in you, start to feel a little bit better. Maybe you, you'll look at your problems or what's going on a little bit differently. Um, so the second part is anger. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Anger is a huge one. As I was speaking a little bit about early, uh, earlier, a few minutes ago, um, <clears throat> anger and resentment are the two biggest reasons for relapse. Most people relapse because of anger and resentment from the past. So this is a big one. Um, anger is a cover emotion. When you get angry about something, not that it's not valid, because it is. I'm sure there's a reason why we're getting angry, but it's actually what is underneath that is usually fear. Usually what we're feeling is fear of something that is happening to us. And we get angry because it's easier to channel our emotions and to it actually it actually almost energizes you. I, I know when I was uh when I would get angry, man, 
I didn't care about my actions because I would justify anything. If I was angry enough about something, I didn't have to deal with the emotions of it. I didn't have to deal with, um, I didn't have to worry about if I was acting out of hand or not because I would just literally go into like a, almost like a blackout, seriously, when you just start to see red. And uh, that landed me in a lot of trouble. The issue with anger is if you, if you channel it correctly, you can actually use it to your advantage. But if you let it get a hold of you and control you, you're in trouble. And, I, and, and trouble was exactly where I landed a lot of times. Um, anger pretty much ran my life as a kid. Like when I was in school, um, when I was younger, I, uh, I did not do well with controlling my emotions. And something that I, I like to tell people is today, like I crave peace of mind. That's what I want. When you're in, re when you're in recovery, you want peace of mind. You don't want your emotions to get the best of you. You don't want to be walking around like an angry, miserable SOB. What's the point of that? What good comes from that? Nothing. Because usually there's stuff underneath that's going on that you haven't really touched on or dealt with. But um, what I, an example I like to use is I used to be the thermometer. Meaning when the sun hits a thermometer, the thermometer is just reacting to what the temperature is of the sun. Goes up, goes down when it gets cold out. But the thermometer reacts to the outside environment. It does not control itself. And that's exactly what anger was for me. It was controlling me. Outside influences were controlling me because I did not know how to control my emotions and my anger really fucked me up. It really got me into bad, bad spots. And I was to blame for that because I let other things do that. So instead of being the thermometer, what I aim to be today is more like the thermostat. No matter how hot it is outside, doesn't matter if it's 80, doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees, doesn't matter if it's 25 degrees. I control the thermostat. The thermostat resembles being in control of your emotions. I get to dial in what degree I want to be at, what I, what temperature I need to be at to operate in a functional way. Whereas the thermometer reacts to the outside, to the sun, you know, it reacts to the outside temperature, wherever it goes, wherever the temperature is, it goes. Life doesn't work that way. If you operate that way in life, you're going to be in big trouble. I, I need to be the thermostat. I need to control my internal um, temperature. Otherwise, I'm going to suffer. And when you're like me, you're going to end up getting high again. You're going to end up drinking again. Because if you're not going to change who you are and you're going to continue being an angry, miserable person, you're going to get to a place where you just say, fuck it. Why am I even sober? What is the point of this? So you want to really avoid that at all costs. That's very, very important. Anger is a big one. And everybody handles it differently. <clears throat> Some people are more aggressive. Others are more maybe passive aggressive. 
maybe it's not a big issue for you at all. But for me, that was a huge one. And, uh, and the thing with anger too, is it lingers when you have things focused on, uh, when you're focused on the past and you have grudges that you're holding, you have resentments. And so people are just walking around angry because they're thinking about shit that happened 20 years ago and they've been replaying it over and over and over again. And when you do that, it actually intensifies, you magnify the problem and you start, it starts to become worse. It's crazy, man. Anger is, anger is very destructive. It's relentless. So that's a big one. Lonely. Loneliness. The L in halt. This is another one. This is another big one. And the reason why it's so big is because, first off, we're human beings. We need to be connected with other people. We are a social... We are social creatures. We are social beings. There's just no two ways about it. I don't care if you're introverted. I don't care if you're extrovert. Whatever the case may be, we need other people in our lives in order to to become our best selves, to feel like we're a part of a pack, to feel like we're um, to feel like we have a purpose here. The reason why we are the apex of the world, as far as animals go, is because we have learned how to communicate with one another and use our minds and put it together and and create cultures and, and uh, hierarchies and society. It's cool as hell, man. It's amazing how people think the world is so so negative and so fucked up, yet yet civilization is, is getting better and better. Uh, we're living longer and longer and we haven't destroyed our, we haven't destroyed ourselves. I mean, think about it. You know, we, we get along with one another. We need each other no matter what. So when you're feeling lonely, it goes against our DNA and it isolates us. And the key here is in addiction, addiction or alcoholism isolates us from the rest of the world. It pulls us away slowly but surely over time all of our hobbies the relationships in our lives our loved ones our family our work our purpose in life things that we enjoy to do things that we used to be fulfilled from it it isolates us from everything and slowly but surely it becomes the most important thing to us. Hell, even over your own kids, even over your own uh, friends. And your morals start to change and you justify shitty, poor behavior. It's crazy. It, it isolates us. It pulls us back um, from, from everything that we're supposed to be. And if you don't, if you don't combat addiction, with being united with people in recovery, you're really going to have a tough time because you need an outside perspective. You need guidance. You need to hear words of, of guidance and encouragement from people that have been there before and know how to navigate um, recovery. Because pe listen, people know what it takes. <clears throat> people that have been to meetings, 
uh, recovery coaches, treatment centers, good ones, and rehabs, they're going to guide you down the right path. And, and really what's happening is it's, it's starting to change the way that you're thinking and it's molding the way that you operate because we're so used to operating on our own uh, belief systems and our own um, and our, we're used to our own cycles and it's destructive as hell. So we need an outside perspective. And if you're not willing to do that and you're going to just try to grit your teeth and kind of figure it out on your own, you're really you're really going to have a rough time. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You just got to be humble enough to, to reach out and admit you have a problem and be open-minded enough to, to do something different. And uh, so being lonely is definitely not the way to go. It's, it's not a winning formula. Um, I would never in my life say, yeah, try to do this on your own. It just doesn't make any sense. And the funny part is a lot of people want it. It's, it's crazy when I'm getting messages or, or, uh, or I get a phone call or something. They're like, well, I want to do it alone. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Do it. Why haven't you done it already? If you could do it on your own, if you can get clean on your own, why haven't you done it? Don't you think you would have done that already like five years ago? How long have you been struggling with this? Oh, you've been smoking meth for 10 years? Oh, you've been taking Xanax for seven years? Oh, you've been doing heroin for a decade? Why haven't you done it on your own then? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Go ahead. It's it's amazing to me, you know? It's, um, I mean, I understand because there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes with this space, but it's just not how it works. So if you're lonely, this could definitely be a trigger for why you want to get high because it's, it's, uh, it's conducive to staying addicted. That's pretty much the case. You know, if you want to stay addicted, isolate and, and don't talk about your problems with people and, and, um, don't reach out for help. That is how you stay in a fucked up cycle. If you want to get clean, you got to address being lonely. Got to get the right support, get a good recovery coach, go to AA or NA meetings, smart recovery, join, join a church. If you're into that, um, buy a course, listen to this podcast, listen to other podcasts. I mean, there's shit that you got to do. You got to fill your mind with answers, not your own answers. Cause those are probably wrong. Um, and the last part is of course, tired. This is very direct. This is very forward, obviously. I know for myself, I <laughs> I do not make smart choices when I'm tired. When I'm cranky and I'm and I'm not feeling um, rejuvenated or feeling good about about my body or or my awareness, everything else suffers. My judgment suffers. Um, my my decision making suffers, and. Uh, yeah, it's very important. I mean, listen, we all need sleep and uh, it's becoming more and more aware um, in the scientific community just how important sleep is. And, and I say that because there's um, there's this channel that I really like on YouTube and it's, it's called uh, Impact Theory. It's a great it's a great show. And they have a lot of sleeping uh, sleep specialists. Um, Bill, you is, is uh, the host. 
And he has a lot of different specialists that come on the show, but he has a lot of people that come on and they talk about sleep just specifically and how important it is. And it's really become just so evident uh, how we really need to operate at an optimized level by getting the correct sleep and, and really setting ourselves up for success. So um, when you're tired and your judgment's fucked up, it, it can really be an easy way to uh, justify getting high and making a poor, poor choice. So this is something that you need to consider. You know, maybe you need to take a little nap. Maybe you need to have a little reset and, uh, and start over. Something I like to tell people is if you can just make it to bed sober, just this little, just this little tip, right? Like if you could take one thing from your day, if you can go to bed at the end of your day and you stayed sober in that day, when your head hits the pillow, you had a good day, dude. You had a good fucking day. Sometimes you got to keep it that simple. Good times are going to come. Bad times are going to come too. But it's also not really up to you to decide which times are the good and the bad. Because I've learned more. I've learned more in the quote unquote negative or bad times than I ever did in the good. So if you're having a rough day or you're having a rough week or you're having a rough month. Just worry about putting your head on the pillow and staying sober. That's it, man. When you wake up the next morning, it's a new day. It's a new beginning. Get some sleep. You know, it's important. So, um, yeah, that is what I got for this episode. Halt. Um, Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Whenever you're getting cravings, whenever you're getting urges, it's a really good way to diagnose what's going on. Like I said, it might not be one of these four issues. There's obviously more to it then uh, addiction is a little bit more of a, of a puzzle than, than just this simple acronym. But it is very beneficial. You know, it really can help uh, you figure out what's going on. So that's what I got for you guys today. And um, like I said before, if you guys are struggling with addiction, you are a family member, whatever's going on, you need help immediately, you can contact me. My number is 203-917-8862. And, uh, and I will see you guys on the next one.